Hey there, I'm the Kentucky Guy, and thank you so much for listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Here at the Red Pill Current News Podcast, we strive on bringing you news that you won't find in the fake media every day. We also strive to bring you the truth, not only on politics, but the world news all around, including pop culture and so forth. As for myself, I worked in the private sector for around 25 years in the call center management and health insurance industry. Uh, Due to unforeseen circumstances and health issues, I was forced into early retirement last year. Now, a couple years ago, I noticed that something just wasn't sitting right with the way our country was being ran or being politicized as. So I started doing research, a lot of research. And that's why I'm able to now host this podcast. I've been on other shows as well, discussing my views. I'm also on social media. I'm on The Clapper, Rizzle, TikTok, Truth Social, Facebook, and many more. You can find me at the KY Guy, Kentucky Guy, KY Guy, or KY Guy 80. Different ones. Somebody had my name on other platforms, of course. <laughs> All right. So, yes, and I uh, do want to let you know that we do drop a new episode here every every Wednesday and Saturday. So be sure to uh, hit that follow or subscribe button no matter where you're listening to. We're on all podcast platforms. All right. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. And again, God bless and God bless America. And welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody is having a fantastic Saturday today. Uh, it is very, very nice out here and beautiful in the great state of Kentucky. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, uh, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. This is our regular episode. We drop regular episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, also, uh, if you ever want to be on the show, a guest of the show, you can always contact us at OL Kentucky spelled out O Kentucky 99 at yahoo.com OL Kentucky spelled out 99 at yahoo.com. Also, we do have a website and, uh, it's actually going pretty well. We've got a lot of cool stuff on there. You can get free MAGA hats and everything. Uh, and that website is www.com politicalnewspodcast.us not .com a lot of people have made that mistake it's politicalnewspodcast.us and we own that domain so you know feel free to go on there there's all kinds of different things on there Uh, just uh, check it out whenever you get a chance Uh, also for you wrestling fans out there I do co-host with Donnie Cage against the mat a wrestling podcast and we drop new episodes there every Monday and Friday and what a weekend for wrestling fans so many pay-per-views going on uh, Donnie and I 
have made predictions on all of them, and we will go over those predictions on Monday uh, in our next episode. And we also have a uh, professional boxer, and he's also a boxing coach, uh, Mr. Ty Canning, uh, will be on the show on Monday as well. So I'm looking forward to that interview. Uh, so today we were supposed to have a special guest. Um, I really don't know what happened. Um, I, I hope everything's okay. Well, uh, I'm hoping she'll reach out to me, uh, later and, uh, and everything's fine. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, so that's why we're kind of late today getting started. But nevertheless, the Kentucky guy is always prepared. So, Let's get into the geopolitical, political, economical collapse news of this great country, the United States of America. So, story headline number one, uh, Trump slams bar over raid comments, quote, no guts and no glory. And... Once again, let me state this. I am on the fence about Barr. I don't. I know there's optics in war. He wrote a book. <laughs> I, I, I just don't know. Uh, but this is very interesting. Uh, so former President Trump uh, is tearing into his one-time Attorney General, Bill Barr, after his comments uh, defending the Department of Justice over the FBI's search and seizure of documents from Mar-a-Lago estates last month. Yeah, uh, that's a that. How can anybody, anybody, defend what defend that quote from President Trump? Bill Barr had no guts, no guts, and no glory. Trump said in a post on his Truth Social page last Friday. "Quote: He was weak and a pathetic rhino who was so afraid of being impeached that he became a captive to the radical left Democrats." Uh, please, please, please don't impeach me, he supposedly said. U.S. <laughs> District Judge uh, Elaine Cannon, the same judge who is considering a motion by Donald Trump for a special master or third-party overseer to go over the seized documents on Friday, released a detailed uh, inventory from the raid showing that classified documents were found mixed in boxes along with personal items, including clothing and magazine articles. Trump, uh, in his social media posts, also slammed Barr on the election fraud claims. Quote, Barr never fought the way he should have for election integrity, and so much else, Trump said. Quote, he started off okay as an attorney general, but faded fast. Don't ever courage, don't have, didn't have courage or stamina. People like that will never make America great again. And I, I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. Um, <sighs> yeah. So when, and, and I've went over this in previous episodes. I read you the law on it uh, in a couple, a few episodes back. When a president mentions declassification, the papers become declassified right then and there. I just don't understand Barr being a lawyer and an attorney general for Reagan and Trump and what have you. Uh, I, he just doesn't seem to get it. I, I don't understand. 
maybe he likes being on TV. I, I noticed he does a lot of interviews these days, especially since releasing his book. So may, maybe that's it. He just likes to stay in the spotlight. I don't know. He'll never work in the White House again unless it's for a Democrat, is my personal belief. So, Okay, let's move on. Uh, reports say that Mark Meadows uh, is turning over more texts and emails since the Mar-a-Lago raid. Former President Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, is turning over more texts and emails to the National Archives since the FBI raided on Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida August 8th. Oh, okay. Reported by CNN. <laughs> yeah, she probably should have read that first. Um, quote, it could be a coincidence, but within a week of August 8th, search on Mar-a-Lago, much more started coming in. One source familiar uh, with the discussion told CNN in a report on Friday. According to the report, the Archives Acts Meadows for all electronic communications under the Presidential Records Act and believed it did not have all the information it had requested after learning what he had given to the House Select Committee uh, investigating the January 6, 2021 protest and riot on the U.S. Capitol building. Uh, his effort to cooperate and turn over more of the information came after 30 armed FBI agents executed a federal search warrant at Trump's Palm Beach home in Florida on August 8th, removing dozens of boxes of materials, some of which the Department of Justice believes were classified according to the search warrant. The CNN reporter said that the documents Meadows turned over were not classified and the situation was different from that of Trump. Quote, this is how it's supposed to work, the source told CNN. The January 6th committee subpoenaed Meadows to appear and threatened him with a criminal contempt of Congress charge, but decided not to pursue that route after Meadows filed a lawsuit of his own against House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, claiming executive privilege, uh, reported by Politico. 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 Sorry about that. Ugh. There's a lot to unpack there, right? Uh, so, the Nancy Pelosi obviously controls the January 6th committee, right? She's got her peeps in there, uh, who she wants. Uh, she's got her little buddy uh, Liz Cheney on there, and so forth. So, naturally, uh, Meadows, and Trump knows this too. Who do you think is guiding Meadows through this? Uh, Meadows knows that threading uh, Nancy Pelosi is threading January 6th is mommy. And mommy, you can't let mommy get in trouble. They're not even allowed to question mommy, who was supposedly in charge of the National Guard and refused to have 20,000 servicemen and women uh, as a request uh, offered by Donald uh, President Trump. She refused. Why, Nancy, why? You knew that 2020 was the summer of violence. You knew that Antifa was not peacefully, and Black Lives Matter were not peacefully protesting, and they've been interfering in all kinds of rallies of this nature throughout the entire year before. So why, Nancy, why? 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 
I know why. You wanted the distraction because it was good for Joey, and they would no longer, uh, uh, they, they would just go back and certify the votes instead of doing what the original plan was and not certifying this fake president. That's okay, though, because I strongly believe, believe what you want, but I believe Trump decertified the election before that date. If you're listening to special reports that I'm doing on devolution, you'll see where I'm going with that. Okay, Biden declares political war on conservatives in Philly speech. Yeah, this is pretty bad. Um, President Biden's speech at the Independence Hall in Philadelphia last night, which was a couple nights ago, uh, political and creepy. Despite White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre saying otherwise. It was purely political and shameful part of and the shameful part of it is that he's using the military to politicize his own radical left-wing agenda that continues to wreak, wreak havoc on this country. Uh, during, an, uh, let's see, the blood-red background was just creepy. The whole thing was creepy. And the use of military was just inappropriate for a political-driven speech. The lighting behind Biden was deep red. I don't know if you guys seen this or not, but it, it's kind of like he was Satan. I mean, it really was. Uh, they can say it was creepy and, and what have you. It was more satanic than anything. And the Marines standing there, uh, I, I don't, I, who knows? You know what I mean? Uh, what that was about. Uh, two Marines who were uh, present to demonstrate the deep and abiding respect the president has for these service members. Gene PR said, according to Army Times, quote, here's a person who's, quote, I am the ruler of this country and I am going to do whatever I want to do. Quote, it's not, it's like you give these people an inch and they become the ruler. That's exactly the attitude that was exhibited during Biden's speech. Biden essentially declared political war on conservatives in America when he vilified MAGA Republicans in his fiery speech. Yeah, you know, okay, so yeah, a grumpy old man shouting, right, at MAGA Republicans, uh, once again, who, that we know of, 70 million voted for Trump, 70 million, Sleepy Joe. So this angry old man, he's up there, but if you notice, he still, even though he tried to display... He was angry, and he was energetic, and whatever. Ah, the cognitive that he suffers from showed up. He stuttered. It, it was just, man, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Something big is going to happen, I think, with Biden's help soon, his health. Uh, just, just remember that you heard that from the Kentucky guy first. Something big soon. I think is going to happen concerning his health. Uh, quote, law-abiding conservatives who would rather vote for Donald Trump than Joe Biden, who would rather watch uh, Newsmax than CNN, and here's the President of the United States declaring war on those people, claiming them to be semi-fascists. It is horrifying to sit back and watch this type of rhetoric, uh, rhetoric coming from 
one whom claims to be interested in unifying our country, where every action he takes is relatively is divisive. Notably absent from Biden's speech, the Peach State Congressman uh, said, was my uh, mention of the problems America is currently facing. Yeah, Joe's not going to talk about high energy costs, inflation, uh, you know, the war he has on America, uh, his buddies in China. He's not going to talk about any of that. You know, uh, he's not going to talk about that. Anyways, the White House comes out and the next day, and we're going to unpack this just a little bit more. Let me get into this. The White House comes out and they defend the Marines at, at the Biden speech and says there was no threat to MAGA supporters. Yeah, the Biden administration shrugged off concerns. It was threatening MAGA Republicans, defending the presence of the two U.S. Marines on screen behind the president in Thursday's speech. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean Pryor argued Friday that the service members behind President Joe Biden during his primetime speech in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, were not intended to stroke fear into the hearts, she didn't say that, but she did say still fear. Uh, quote, the presence of the mil- uh, the Marines at the speech was intended to demonstrate the deep and abiding respect the president had. <laughs> oh, God. As for these service members, to these ideals, and the unique role our independent military plays in defending our democracy, no matter which party is in power. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, she's an idiot. Uh, the fears had uh, partially arisen from the content of Biden's speech, where he built on earlier comments made against a self-described extreme mega philosophy by calling former President Donald Trump and his allies as a threat to this country's democracy. Jean-Pierre claimed that the presence of military personnel behind President uh, was not abnormal, saying uh, the display, quote, is actually normal for presidents from either side of the aisle to give speeches in front of members of the military. Quote, the president gave an important speech last night. Yeah, he did. A crucial speech at the uh, inflection point in our democracy, our values, our value that our men and women who protect us every day and fight for every day believe in as we shall. She stated, so first of all, no, 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 our servicemen and women do not believe and hold the same values that you do, Gier Pion. Uh, you're an idiot. Uh, they are not. They are, they are there to protect the actual Constitution and to ensure the safety of this nation and its citizens. So, you know, this woman is so unqualified for the job she has. I don't know why anybody would, in, well, it's probably CNN. So that's probably why they interviewed her. So the statement uh, follows one by, uh, by the White House Deputy Press Secretary, Andrew Bates, uh, on Thursday evening when he pushed back on Twitter against journalists who suggested the speech had partisan undertones. Of course it did. Uh, since since January 6th, countless nonpartisan reporters 
credible voices across the political spectrum and at uh, POTUS have highlighted the unprecedented threats to democracy posed by the actions of a segment of extreme GOP officeholders, Bates wrote. These accurate warnings are the opposite of political. What an idiot. Guys, if that wasn't a political speech, all a, a campaign political speech, whatever you want to call it, then what was it? What else did it accomplish? He didn't talk about everyday Americans suffering. He didn't talk about uh, the war uh, uh, supposedly still going on in Ukraine. He didn't talk about his regards for Gorbachev passing away that day. He didn't talk about anything but mega republics like me, right, that I'm a domestic terrorist and a threat to this country's democracy. And if I'm a threat to your democracy, you have no democracy. It's plain and simple, Joe. You have none. <laughs> All we want is less government. We're not going to get out here and march with guns and ride and break into places and steal stuff. We're God-fearing people, most of us. But we are sick and tired of you. Now, I'll tell you another thing, and then I'll get into what Trump had to say about the speech. Joe goes and he does that speech. Don't watch it. If you haven't watched it, don't watch it. Don't waste your time. All right? He goes into that speech, and he, and he calls us a threat to American democracy. The next day, the next day, this delusional, senile old man gets on national television the next day, yesterday, on Friday, and says, oh, I, don't, I never said, I don't think that uh, Trump supporters are violent or uh, a threat to our democracy. What? What? I mean, dude, I know you're the king of lying. You're the biggest liar that I've ever seen in my life. But, dude, you're not going to... Of course you said it. You said it probably, I think it was less than 24... It was less than 24 hours before you denied saying it. Old man, at least give it a couple days before you try to push your lies through. Oh, my goodness. I've had enough of this guy. So, uh... President Trump is currently uh, and rightfully blasting uh, Joe Biden's speech, uh, <laughs> calling it awkward and angry and saying the president must be insane or suffering from a late stage of dementia, which is probably true. The man's got issues. Trump made his remarks uh, in a post on Truth Social after Biden's speech uh, Thursday night. He wrote, quote, someone should explain to Joe Biden, oh yeah, I love this, I read this that night when he tweeted it, or truthed it, or whatever you call it. Uh, someone should explain to Joe Biden, slowly but passionately, that mega means, mega means as powerfully as mere words can get, make America great again. If he doesn't want to make America great again, which though words and actions and thought he doesn't, he doesn't, then he certainly 
should not be representing the United States of America. He also posted, quote, If you look at the words and meaning of the awkward and angry speech by Joe Biden tonight, he threatened America, including with the possible use of military force. He must be insane or suffering from late-stage dementia. In another post, Trump showed uh, side-by-side photos of Biden with both arms raised while making his primetime speech and of himself kissing the American flag. In his speech, Biden claimed mega forces are willing to overturn democratic elections and are determined to take this country backwards. Uh, quote, Donald Trump and the mega Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundation of our republic. But he gets on, like I mentioned, he gets on TV the next day and says he didn't say that. Uh, quote, as I stand here tonight, uh, equitably and democracy, uh, democracy are, I'm sorry, they, they misspelled this, I'm sorry. As I stand here tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. House Representative Leader uh, Kevin McCarthy accused Biden of ignoring crime and inflation to criticize fellow Americans. Quote, I just said this, uh, but quote, instead of trying to bring our country together to solve these challenges, President Biden has chosen to divide, demean, and disparage his fellow Americans, McCarthy said. Why? Simply because they disagree with his policies? Yeah, his radical left policies. And, and you know, it's just, uh, it amazes me, um, even so, and I'm not a uh, Kevin McCarthy guy at all, but it amazes me somebody uh, like Kevin McCarthy can actually point out and say the right thing when they need to, uh, Biden can't even do that anymore. He doesn't have it in him. Oh, oh, I didn't, oh, I said that? Oh, well, I'll just go out tomorrow and lie about it. Yeah, they won't know. They're stupid Americans. They're stupid Americans, man. They're under my thumb. They still think I got 80 million votes. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, evil genius you are not. So the Democrats are relying on illegal immigrants as a future voting block. Uh, <laughs> they are they are uh, they're relying on the influx of illegal migrants uh, into the country that Biden's allowing with his open border policy, uh, which we already know this. Uh, they think that that is the future of their party's voters. Uh, on Saturday, uh, Mullen stated, we have over 160 countries that have been represented by illegals crossing the southern border that's been apprehended just this year alone. But the Democrats feel like that, that they're, that's their voting block. The congressman pointed out that when he was working on a bipartisan solution for immigration reform with former congressman, Representative Joe, uh, Joe Kennedy the uh, third in 2014, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi came into the room that we were working in and said, what is this you guys are working on? It's amnesty or nothing. So at this point, 
Mueller continued, uh, quote, it's not even talked about, uh, it's not even talked about amnesty. They truly want an open border, and that's what they got. Uh, they're not even trying for amnesty. Uh, you're not hearing them talk about amnesty. They want an open border. You can't have that with a border that is so riddled with crime. On Wednesday, according to the New York Post, White House Press Secretary, oh, here she is again, Karen Jean Pia, touted that the Biden administration is securing the border. She is retarded. This is the same woman who, in uh, Peter Dosey, uh, asked her a question about the border just a, just a couple weeks ago, and she's done it more than once, who said, oh, our borders, they're secure. They're not open. They're closed. And now she's saying Biden, the Biden administration is securing the border against fentanyl, a pill, a drug, whatever it is that is killing, killing our American citizens. Yes, they should not be doing any type of drug. I agree 100%. But people have issues. It is what it is. They do. And I believe that a lot of these drug cases are, um, I, I think they're diseased. That's why they have centers for them. They need help, but why would you? Why wouldn't you care if this sinner, if this person who needs God in their life is doing drugs every day? If you're, if you're any type of good human, especially if you call yourself a Christian, how could you not care about them dying before they have a chance to get clean or to even repent of their sins? Uh, and leaving this earth. That's what this drug is doing. Yes, we have a drug problem in the United States. It's horrible. We have a horrible drug problem in this state that I live in. I see it all the time. But I don't want them people to die. I don't. I, I pray for them people. I want them to get help. I want them to turn their life around because if they turn their life around, there's a drug out there that is so much stronger than anything they could ever take. And that drug is simply God's love and the love of God. That's the drug I want them to get hooked on. It will take them higher, I promise, than anything else they'll ever put in their body. Here's a quote from Pierre on the subject. But the fact is that we're, we, we are, you know, we are securing the border. Uh, responding to a question while quoting data that pointed to a 200% increase, 200% increase in fentanyl uh, seizures at the southern border in just July. After being uh, pressed by Fox News, Peter Dorsey, who I just spoke about, I love this guy. Uh, she said, if Republicans want to help us stop overdoses and stop our kids getting overdosed because of these dangerous drugs, because of these fentanyl that we're seeing in the streets, we're happy to work with them, but they're not. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Maybe some of the rhinos, they're probably dealers and making money off of it. But uh, any time they can take a cheap shot, uh, they will. So as I mentioned, uh, President uh, Gorbachev 
uh, Mikhail Gorbachev passed away this week. Uh, Putin was absent from the funeral as thousands and thousands of Russians mourned. Thousands of mourners lined up Saturday today to pay tribute to former Soviet Union leader Mikhail Gorbachev, who launched drastic reforms that helped end the Cold War and participated the breakup of the Soviet Union in a farewell snubbed by Russian President Vladimir Putin. Gee, I wonder who wrote this. The Kremlin's refusal to declare a state funeral uh, reflects its uneasiness about the legacy of Gorbachev, who has been uh, ventilated worldwide for bringing down the Iron Curtain, but revealed by many at home for the Soviet collapse and the ensuring economic meltdown that plunged millions into poverty. On Thursday, uh, Putin privately laid flowers at Gorbachev's coffin at a Moscow, Moscow hospital where he died. The Kremlin said the president's busy schedule uh, would prevent him from attending the, f the funeral. Asked what specific business will keep Putin busy on Saturday, Kremlin spokesman uh, Peskov told reporters that the president will have a series of working meetings, an international phone call, and needs to prepare for a business forum in Russia far east. He's scheduled to attend next week. The coffin of Gorbachev, who died Tuesday, sorry, I thought he died Thursday, uh, man, this week flew by, uh, who died Tuesday at the age of 91, was brought to Moscow's cemetery, uh, where he will be buried next to his wife, Reza, following a farewell ceremony at the Pillar Hall of the House of the Unions, an opulent 18th century mansion near the Kremlin that has served as the venue for state funerals since uh, the Soviet times. At the ceremony Saturday, mourners passed by Gorbachev's open casket, flanked by honorary guards, laying flowers as the solemn music played. Gorbachev's daughter, Irina, and his two grandchildren sat beside the coffin. Uh, the Grand uh, Chancellor Hall, lined by columns, hosted balls for the nobility under the Caesars and served as a venue for high-level meetings and Congress's along with state funerals during Soviet times. Upon entering the building, Mourner saw honored guards flanking a large photo of Gorbachev standing with a broad smile, a reminder of the cheerful uh, vigor he brought to the Soviet leadership after a series of dour, alienating predecessors. Uh, predecessors. <laughs> uh, and I mean, yeah... It, Gorbachev, there's one thing about it. He's going to go down in history as probably the greatest Russian president ever. Um, I've had a couple of you ask me why wasn't Putin there, especially if he is a white hat, uh, kind of like I claim. And I've never really claimed, I want to set this straight, I've never really claimed that he's a white hat. I've claimed that he's against the deep state. That doesn't make him a good person just because he's he's a deep state. <laughs> he's against the deep state. So I just want to clear that up because I've seen that again this week. And, you know, so. Uh, and then the last story, uh, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on, but this guy here, if anybody, and I know we have listeners 
in Pennsylvania, right, from the analytics. And if you're listening to this show, you have to, have to, have to get rid of this idiot, Fetterman. He is a narcissistic uh, freak show. He's got to go. He's no good for your state. Uh, I'm not a huge, huge fan of Dr. Oz, but I think he's better than this guy. This guy tries to walk around like he's a gangster or something. If you ever watch one of his uh, uh, so-called rallies uh, where he makes a speech, I mean, he doesn't come off uh, as a uh, as a as a senator, congressman. He doesn't come off as anything political. He comes off as a thug. So, anyways, the story: uh, Pennsylvania state candidate, uh, Senate Senate candidate. <laughs> Fetterman now refusing to debate after February's promise. Citing his health and a recent stroke, Pennsylvania uh, Democratic Senate candidate, Lieutenant Governor uh, John Fetterman, is now refusing to debate uh, Republican challenger Dr. Oz, despite promising, quote, several debates in a Twitter post this February. Quote, we are working to figure out what a fair debate would look like with the lingering impacts of the adultery processing in mind. Fetter, uh, Fetterman campaign strategist Rebecca Katz told the Washington Post Wednesday, quote, to be absolutely clear, uh, the occasional issue he is having with uh, auditory processing have no bearing on his ability to do the job as a senator. John is healthy and fully capable of showing up and doing the work. Then why can't he debate? If you can do the work, why can't you debate? Because you will look like a fool. Because you are a thug, sir. Betterman, the state's lieutenant governor under Democratic Governor Tom Wolf, uh, won the Democratic primary in the state in May, shortly after suffering a stroke, and returned to the campaign trail last month. The New York Times reported on August 31st. In February, the candidate promised on Twitter to be a part of no fewer than three debates. Quote, like I've said, like I've always said, debates are an important part of this primary, this tweet said. Quote, we believe voters deserve no fewer than three network televised debates, including all candidates who make the ballot before major media markets across uh, Pennsylvania. Oz's campaign put out a statement offering concessions for a debate scheduled for next week that included a promise to, quote, not hurt his feelings. (laughs) Uh, Quote, allow John to have all his notes in front of him along with an earpiece so he can have the answers given to him by his staff in real time. John Fetterman can raise his hand and say, quote, bathroom break. allow extra time for him to explain that second-degree murder is, quote, not as bad as first-degree murder, and, quote, pay for any additional medical personnel he might need to have on standby. Wow. He's laying it on thick there. I didn't know Dr. Oz had that in him. Uh, Quote, the first debate at KDKA is set for one week from today. But there's no response from lying liberal Fetterman, the Oz campaign communications director, 
Brittany Yank said in her statement, quote, I mean, if I had to defend releasing convicted murderers and not paying my taxes 67 times, I'd be pretty worried too. I guess John Fetterman is afraid, after all, of, deba of debating Dr. Oz. Now, this guy, I don't know how afraid he is, but he is, he is so far left. He is scary. I mean, this guy is a thug. You get a chance, get on YouTube. It's on there somewhere, I promise. John Fetterman, Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania, and search for one of his speeches. It will make you mad. It will make you sick. It might scare you a little bit. Just saying. <laughs> All right, folks. So I hope to have another episode of on special report number 19, hopefully within the next day or so. I've got a lot of, uh, a lot of different guests lined up for the show. And, uh, actually I'm going to be on, uh, a, several different, uh, other shows myself. I'll be announcing those. Uh, I know that this Friday coming, uh, September 9th, I am on uh, Buzzing with Marlo. Uh, that's a wrestling podcast. Uh, he's a former uh, professional wrestler, and I will be—you'll be able to catch that interview, uh, him interviewing me uh, uh, on YouTube. I know it's on YouTube and Twitch. So that's Buzzing with Marlo. All right, folks. So that is all the time we do have for today's episode. You've been listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And as always, God bless and God bless America. Thank you.